Hi there, and welcome to Maria Kamen at MKPDE. This is my podcast, and I hope that you enjoy it. I'm going to continue with the 31 days of being in the house alone and what I experienced. And I have a new insight to other people who are on a budget and have to stay. So as I was stating, one of the first things that in the last podcast, one of the things that I realized was that the snacks went first and then the the vegetable, the produce, um, produce is, goes within two weeks of buying produce. You have to either restock or you go without. So since I was committed to trying this, I decided to go without produce the last two two weeks of the month. So by the second or third week, I was running low on bread. And if if you if you are like me, who enjoys a cup of coffee and a slice of toast in the morning when you first wake up to sort of get your way awaken and um, I usually then read a devotional and and start my day. I have breakfast later on in the day and I tend to not be hungry when I first awaken so that's kind of my routine. Everybody's routine is different and I'm okay with that and so one of the things that I noticed is that the bread goes. So you have to figure out a way to maintain your diet with without um, without breaking the budget, right? The the whole thing of staying in the house for thirty one days was about if I could run a business from from the house and not leave. That was my first question. Two is how do you survive food-wise? Um, Americans tend to stock food, but not an excessive amount. And three, what food items would then be missed? I wanted to know for myself what I would miss. So I missed snacks the most because that's how I supplement my diet. If a woman my age is supposed to get between 15 to 2000 calories a day. I was eating about 900 calories a day by the end of the month. And I was totally surprised about that. But it's something very good that we need to keep um, in mind. And I think that that's why we go out and purchase hamburgers all the time and fast food and you know, we say it's a time restriction. We don't have time to cook, but really, it's it's an additional calories that we add to our diet, and it's very important to have. Otherwise, you're just really, really uh, lose weight. It's it's a a rather interesting thing. It's it's a concept of misunderstanding what kind of calories we need, and it's a concept of knowing that it fulfills something within our diet that we crave. So if we're not eating enough calories, we crave food. 
And if we crave food, then we eat the wrong foods to fill that that calorie calorie need that our intake that our body needs. So it's kind of an interesting experiment to, and I'm really glad that I did it because when you plan meetings, weddings, and events, you're always planning food for other people. And you're always trying to come up with a menu that is good and delicious and all of that. And you work with chefs that, that also plan food items for people. So you kind of take that for granted, but when you're in the house and doing what you love, but you can't leave for some reason, you start noticing other things that happen. So one of the things that that happened by this time is I'm short on fruits and vegetables. I'm short on bread. I have no snacks. So my choices were to either create snacks or um, just go without, right? That's a choice. So in order to create snacks, you have to have food items in your pantry. And it's a it's an interesting, very interesting um, paradox. Because if you don't have food in your pantries, you can't make the food. And um, it's a really an understanding. For me, it was a profound understanding of what Americans go through that are on welfare fighting the government all the time, that they need more money for food. And the paradox is this, that you're hungry because you're not eating correctly and you need money to purchase food. The food that you purchase is all gone because you were craving at the time that you went shopping. So you bought fast and simple and quick meals that now are gone, but you have no money to buy new food. So do you, it's, it's, you go round and round in a circle of nothing, basically, in your thought. So you have to actually sit down and plan the menu according to the things that you need in order to sustain yourself for a month on a government check. Because even I, on a budget, struggle at times with going out to eat or finding something else to to do or taking a customer out who wants more than I'm willing to give. And um, it's it's pretty interesting. So the next thing I did right away is I got up and made my to-do list. You know, things like read the newspaper, see who I was going to call on Zoom, make my appointments, um, just put reading on, on the on the agenda. And um, then I realized that I had appointments made, so I had to reschedule with them and try to figure out who was willing to meet on Zoom and to explain what I was doing to people. You see, I have always either directed a school or worked with other people. I'm a meeting and marketing director by trade, but we have worked for companies that were nonprofit and therefore you kind of finagle things to to make them work because there was always, always budget issues on nonprofit companies. And the reason 
is that you have this certain amount of money you can spend a year and you have to you have to plan for 12 months of spending and out of the 12 months you then have to anticipate when your budget needs to be high on certain food items or necessities or needs and then you have to figure out what how to be consistent the entire the entire month the entire year and only spend the monies that you spend and if you don't spend that money on a certain month then you can allocate it to something else on another month and that's kind of like the government except the government kind of decides for us what the budget is and i know this from working with parents who have ch- needs that you know they wanted their children to attend the schools that i worked at but they couldn't afford it and so then the school would have a scholarship program where it would pay a certain amount of money and even working at government schools where the government funded the entire amount the parents still had issues with um budget things and so one of the things that i quickly realized is that while i was doing this experiment for myself to find out what it would be like for myself and basically because i had the time to do it let's face it i had the time to do it this this year where i haven't had the time to do it other years i realized that all those years that i worked for schools that the parents couldn't financially afford it the thing is that they work really hard to provide for their children and they still can't make the ends meet so they're employed and they're being supplemented by government and they still can't um provide the things for their children that they'd like to and i was trying to figure out what what is it really about that 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 is so difficult and it is the unknown see because each of us each month if we are looking at a monthly budget we have the unknown factor meaning there are things in a budget that are are normal like rent utilities but the food budget is difficult to control to some degree because of our nature of human nature and the desire to eat what we want when we want um and the desire the human nature to just go in the fridge and or the pantry and pick something to eat rather than to cook it it's it's kind of an innate we're humans we're kind of on the lazy side and don't want to bother but this is something i wish i would have done while i was employed i wish i would have tested myself on my abilities to cope because i think it gives empathy to those that that are struggling i think that in order to be on welfare or receive money from government you also should be able to take a class on budgeting 
to help you budget that money. And I'm almost to the point where, you know what, if they're going to sell you a bill of goods that you have to be on welfare, then I also think that they should provide the food at a discount rate that they think it should be. Because government purchases food at bulk amounts. And when you go to the grocery store, it's different pricing. If you go to Costco and you buy um, butter or milk, you know, two gallons of milk is the price of one gallon of milk in the grocery store. And these are the little things that I wish I would have thought of to explain to my parents at the schools that were struggling to survive in an economy. Instead, we open these stores that, you know, are under $5 or a dollar store. And so then that person is struggling constantly on the dollar on the dollar because I'm shopping at the dollar store, so it's cheaper. But the truth is, then they have to replace the item because it's cheaper. It breaks, it frays, it um, it um, falls apart, whatever the excuse might be. So it's kind of like I was reading yesterday in a magazine that, you know, the cost of putting gravel down for a driveway is cheaper than creating a cement driveway. However, the gravel has to be fixed every year and the cement doesn't. So in the long term of living in that house, the cement driveway might be better for you. But in the start of things, it's a it's a greater out-of-pocket expense. And that was that was challenging for me because I don't think I realized how much food I personally need to survive a month without going to the grocery store. I don't think that realistically the guy that plans the budget for welfare understands how much he or she consumes in a day, a week, a month when they're planning the budget. I think that there's a certain amount of money and they're trying to allocate it the best they can. But if they really sat down and tested themselves on the number of calories it takes to survive, the cost of the food, the cost of the food in bulk versus the cost of the food at the grocery store, they would have a different um, thought. One of the things that happened to me uh, working with in a in school was working with a a um, girl whose husband was in the military, and she had a totally different viewpoint of money and finances and managing and um, that they would not survive their military salary unless she shopped in their military store for in bulk for food and supplies. 
And that was pretty intriguing to me. I was surprised about that because if you're a, a military male and your job is to provide for your family and you need your wife to stay at home because you're away, you need to know that she has enough money to survive the whole month or weeks or however they pay. I actually don't know that. And they absolutely depend on their father to provide for them. But if it's not enough money, it's not enough money. So what do you do? The mom then goes out to work and the children are then left to fend for themselves. So it's, it's this paradox of what is right and what is wrong. And I often get asked, what is better? Is a private school better? Is a religious school better? Is a government school better? Is, you know, what type of school is best? And my thought is to tell them that they need to go out and find their own, their own reality. Because my opinion in the long run of this doesn't really matter. It's something that I was told at age 35. You hit age 35 and your thoughts and way of being doesn't really matter. Nobody cares. It was the saddest thing that I was ever told in my life. And it's such an important thing to know that by the time you're age 35, all those things you've worked for your whole life doesn't freaking matter. And so now at my age, I want you to understand that education does matter and that people strive their whole lives for something that other people want and covet and want to steal and take. And it is frustrating as heck when you're helping hundreds of children get an education and then you have to fight for your own children to get an education because other people covet their parents. It doesn't work that way. You need to know what is right for you what you steal from somebody else in spirit or in truth might not be the best thing for you in your life. Go about your business. You want to know which education system is best in the United States? Go out, get a teaching credential, and go teach in different education systems. Teach in the poorest schools, teach in the medium schools, teach in the richest schools, and figure it out for yourself. Figure out the style you want. There is no one and nothing stopping you from achieving your goals. And one of the best things I've ever done for myself is stay in one place, 31 days, budget a food salary, and try to figure out what the heck I was helping people with. Because as I was teaching them to in school, their kids are freaking hungry on welfare. That was the most frustrating thing. The school fed them breakfast, the school fed them lunch, and they were still hungry. So there's something wrong with the system. 
when your preschoolers and your kids in school are hungry because they didn't get enough to eat. However, their parents are on welfare. So where is the food going? I know the school fed them as much as they could eat. And I still don't understand. That means they didn't go home and eat. So that's a parental issue and something that classes can help with. Maybe parents today need classes on how to parent. I'm not sure. My school would not allow me to do that. We were allowed to have parent meetings, but not a class on how to parent your child and how to budget your money. That is why, as a wedding meeting and event planner, which is my career, actually, that's what I chose to do. I went from marketing schools to marketing events for a corporation. One of the things that I talk the most to brides about is their budget. And one of the things that I realize the most about is that I need to eat just like everyone else needs to eat. And my budget on food might be more or less than your budget on food, but you can't make my budget yours. It's just not going to work for you. Our lifestyles are different. Our way of thinking is different. Our whole mentality of life and philosophy of life is different. What the United States offers their people is an opportunity to get ahead of themselves, to make a life for themselves. And then when they get old, they have to battle the government to have a life for themselves. Are you kidding me? Okay, so now in this experiment of 31 days, I now know what I need to survive. To have more is considered a luxury. To have less is considered poverty. I am neither rich nor am I poor. That was what I was trying to explain. In a budget of a wedding or event, you need to figure out, are you going to be extravagant or are you going to be simplistic in lifestyle? This is something that you need to choose for yourself, like the school you take your child to, like the school supplies you buy your child. Do they need the most expensive or is the dollar store going to work for them? The choice is yours. No one should be making those day-to-day choices for you. So go out and make it a great day, a great week, a great month, a great year. You have been listening to Maria Kamen at MKPDE on Anchor.